Greetings, Grand Rising. Happy New Year. And welcome to Manifest Wholeness in Spirit and Truth. I'm your host, Angela D. And I'm so grateful that you're joining me today. How excited it is to be able to wake up on the other side of a new year. Praise God. Praise God. So today, we are going to do part two. How can I love you for who you are and not who I want you to be or think you should be? That's a long topic, right? But all of it mashed together, right? Sometimes we want to shorten things. We want to be quick in things and uh, move quickly, quick, quick, fast, fast, hurry, hurry. No. How can I love you for who you are and not who I want you to be or think you should be? This is season two, episode three. Praise God. Learning and knowing what love is as kingdom citizens is a blessing. Love. It's a blessing because when we think of the world, there's all these opinions and all these definitions and I love you, but I'm not in love with you. All oh, the confusion, right? Oh, double-minded, unstable in all their ways, right? But as kingdom citizens, we are blessed to have instructions, have the definition, have what we need to understand what love is and to walk in it fullness. Happy New Year, new you, new me, right? In our new, old things are left behind. If we can't embrace the new, whether it is you or someone else, then we must be willing to check ourselves, to examine ourselves first. Apostle Paul tells us to examine yourself to know that you are still in faith, right? To examine yourself to uh, not always be in the habit of pointing the finger, right? Sometimes it's us. Did you know that the process is changing and relearning? Be transformed by the renewing of thy mind. That process is changing you and teaching you, relearning. You are relearning, right? The new creature. It's about us understanding that we must surrender our souls. Surrendering our souls help us relearn to love as God intends through his instructions. The Holy Bible, the hammer, the two-edged sword. We are relearning to love not just for others, but learning to love ourselves with all our thoughts, right? See, 
When we go through the process and the Holy Spirit teaches us all things, we understand that we are not perfect. We understand that we have shortcomings and we have weakness. And we know that it is God's grace that's sufficient. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your grace and for your mercy. You know, when we see a new year, oh, all we, if nothing else, we're grateful for his grace and his mercy, right? Last week in part one of how can I love you for who you are and not who I want you to be or think you should be. I bought in the checklist <clears throat> because we put each other on a checklist, regardless if it's our sons, our daughters, our husbands, our wives, brothers, even our pastors and all, we have them on a checklist. And even with even our pastors and apostles and evangelists and our teachers and our ministry, we don't have to even uh, second guess who, uh, what they character should be or how they should operate, right? As far as the Holy Spirit reveals all. And so each one is individually has a part in the kingdom of how God designed it for them, right? And so we don't have to second guess, but then we do put each other on a checklist, but the checklist can be found in our flesh. It is your flesh that allow the checklist to grow in a way where disappointment comes, right? Because I view you a certain way. I have assumption about who you are. And so when you don't add up to my checklist, right? And why is it your checklist? Because who I am have nothing to do with who you are, right? Because who I am is how God created me from the inside out. Who I am is who God designed me to be. And so your assumptions of who I am would never match up to who, who I really am. And so that's when we get caught up and we deal with disappointment because that's the flesh operating. And, and when we operate in the flesh, we are moved from being grounded in God's agape love. We are moved from spiritual things. It's all flesh and everything uh, connected to the flesh for real, for real is not good, right? Because the flesh is all about feeling good. The flesh is selfish. It's all about self, me, myself, and I. And so even in that, we must walk in truth. And that's why we have to continue to grow spiritually into God's grace and, and mercy, right? Grace and knowledge, but also understanding that we must mature in all things. See, we cannot still be doing the same thing we was doing yesterday. We cannot still be doing the same thing we was doing last year. We have to participate in the new. Oh, we have to participate in a new with a thirst and hunger for righteousness. That's even when I talked about in part one, when I was in part one and I bought in a cup of sands, right? And, and even when I was in the world, me personally did not care for these sands. Now, back then, um, speaking in truth, I didn't know the depth of why they affect me. <laughs> but now I know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because see, uh, even in the world, the Holy Spirit will 
talk to us, will pull on us, will uh, move us, just trying to get us on the right and narrow, right? And so one of the sayings is, uh, they too hard to love. They are hard people to love, right? And so when we're dealing with people that we uh, uh, say or, uh, or think or because of our interaction feel that they are hard people to deal with, we, we shy away, right? We, we can be cordial, but we shy away. But you know, the word of God tells us to share our burdens. Do you know how to share your burdens? Do you share your burdens? Do you understand how that is essential in your life? You don't get caught up in the world when the world say, oh, they always complaining. Oh, there's always something going on. But the word of God tells you to share. Galatians 6, 2 calls us to bear one to another. Calls us to bear one another burdens, right? Ecclesiastes 4 9 tells us two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. God gave us an example of how he knew, how he created us to always have one, right? Always have two. When he looked at Adam, he created Adam. And when when he looked at Adam, he said, man should not be alone. So he created Eve for Adam. To what? To share one another burdens. And so sometimes, as I was saying earlier, Sometimes we have to learn how to check ourselves. Sometimes it's us, right? Or do we know how to share our burdens? Do we share our burdens? Do we feel like, you know, um, we uh, might be judged in it and all? And that's the other thing, right? When we think about certain things in our life, that fear of being judged can really uh, stumble, put up a stumbling block in our life. And we have to be willing to walk in truth about ourselves, right? All our shortcomings and weaknesses, all our faults, we have to be willing to uh, face them with truth and know that that's okay, right? Because we do have God's grace and, uh, and it's sufficient for us in those shortcomings and weaknesses. God don't call us to be perfect. He called us to be obedient, faithful, and disciplined. He called us to be the light of this world and the sword of the earth. And then we have another one when we say, I will love them from afar. First John 3.18 tells us, is indeed in truth. It tells us not to love in words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And the test is in our actions and in telling the truth. Right? Because sometimes when we're saying that, that we love a person from afar and we might say, oh, I forgive them, but I love them from afar. But one don't have nothing to do with another because when we forgive someone, we, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to wash and cleanse us from that unforgiveness, from that act that took us to that place, right? From that pain or that hurt, right? And so... 
in our loving we not loving bad behavior that's why the word of god is so essential what was the scripture that i use in part one ephesians 6 12. when we get that scripture deep down in our soul to realize that we're not rustling against the flesh and blood and learn how to war against the principalities against the powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places we don't no longer have to feel that we have to love them from afar love them from afar a pure heart blessed are the pure in heart for they should see god matthews 5 8 a pure heart without malice evil intent sincerity honesty we have to learn only through the holy spirit because the holy spirit have to wash some things away the holy spirit have to reveal some things they have to release some things in us it have to show us us first right they have to show us our assumptions of this person that person life itself it have to show us that pain and that hurt all those struggles all those shortcomings all those downfalls uh that's not who you are those are just some things you go through but it's okay you got to allow the holy spirit to touch your heart and turn it from a stone to flesh you're not able to do that on your own and so when we're saying things like i love them from a far it's time to check yourself check your checklist which is connected to your flesh you know pawns um mm, pawns psalm 24 4 through 5 tells us it talks about a poor heart having clean hands and a poor heart whose soul is not unto vanity or so deceit we are given instructions to walk in truth right uh we worship god in spirit and in truth we understand as we mature that truth and change truth and change that's our life that's who we are we embrace it we know that when we're dealing with certain things it's a time to what walk in truth and open for change and it's okay because that's something we will be constantly doing we constantly have to do these things right it's never a one-time thing transformation through the renewing of our mind is not one time how can i love you for who you are and not who i want you to be or think you should be that's why i'm giving you all this kingdom citizens my brothers and my sister beloved i'm giving you some answers right i'm giving you some things to take to the throne to the father i'm giving you a blueprint a checklist that can line up to the holy spirit to make you whole even when we talk about support love and support goes together right 
But then when we have support on a checklist, right? What do I mean? Support on a checklist. Our assumption of what support is. And so now that I have this assumption of what support is, this is my view. This is what, how I perceive support. That's a checklist, right? Because if I don't line up to your assumptions, if I don't line up to your view of what support is, and I don't operate in that, then you're disappointed. But even with support, oh my gracious, take each other off of that checklist. In love, we learn to allow one another to support us how you're capable of supporting me, right? See, your support for me might just be a text here and there. Just letting me know I'm thinking about you. Oh, but then another one might do a phone call every week. I'm thinking about you. Then another one might write a letter every month. I'm thinking about you. Another one might come past the house twice a week. I'm thinking all of it is support. Allowing people to support you as you are is operating in love, right? Operating in agape love. Operating in the love that God has given us. The definition in 1 Corinthians 13 four through seven love is defined as what patient and kind not jealous or boastful not arrogant or rude does not insist on its own way you know how important that is does not insist on its own way you know how that how essential that is even when you connect it to support I'm not assisting that it be my own way. But because I love you, because I know the love you have for me, I will accept your support, how you can give it to me. We'll open arms with gladness and thankful unto the Father that you're connected to me in whatever way that is, right? Whatever way that is. The word of God talks about support. First Thessalonians 5.14. When it urged us as brothers to admonish the idle, to encourage the faith-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. All through the Holy Spirit. That's why we, we, we need the Holy Spirit. We, we need to grow, not grow. We need to mature in the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, all nine graces. You can't love and not have peace. You can't p have peace and not joy. You can't talk about kindness without uh, uh, meekness. Oh, tenderness faith and you can't you can't have those things and and, and, and don't want to deal with long suffering all nine graces make up the fruit because all each one tugs on you and to re, to receive and then to give see the nine fruit is for us as well and when we're operating in it we can give it we we walk in pureness 
we walk in spirit and in truth we understand that we sh- we are to bear one another burdens you know sometimes it's just a word that you have to give someone right in truth we love in truth that's why there's there's a difference between judgment and correction you know as kingdom citizen to be correct we have to become comfortable with that because see as a child of god we must understand that we cannot uh touch and agree with evil right oh my gracious we cannot go along to get along we cannot compromise we cannot say oh i'm gonna stay in my lane because when it is in your face when you are being confronted for you better bet that's your open door god is testing you right will you stand for what is right Mm, will you stand on the island alone and and, and speak truth Mm, in love right because i love you i'm going to correct you right do not conform to this world see this is the world thinking right the world thinking is i can do whatever i want to do and if you try to correct me you judging me you don't never hear co- the word correction well you hear it i'm not gonna say never but you hear but you hear judgment oh don't judge me don't judge no i'm correcting you but i'm not correcting you on my assumptions I'm not correcting you on my experiences. I'm not correcting you because of my journey. I'm correcting you because of the word of God. And this is what the instructions. These are the instructions, the principles, the history, the prophecy, the conviction that the word of God has for each and every one of us it's a good thing that's why maturity is so great in our life when i was a child i act like a child i talk like as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things and that's where we need to be in this new year you put away childish things you allow god to cleanse your heart hallelujah and renew a right spirit in you you allow the holy spirit to touch your heart and move it from a stone to flesh you allow the holy spirit to reveal all things to lead you to all truth about yourself first and then others you allow the holy spirit to strengthen you in love you allow the holy spirit to lead you to lead you let me leave you with this as we end god's gift to wholeness the blood of jesus the word of god and the whole armor of god keys to this wholeness seek thee first the kingdom of god and his righteousness that's one walk in your spiritual authority too bind and loose what is on earth and it will be bond and loose in heaven happy new year god bless you how can i love you for who you are and not who i want you to be or think you should be walking in spirit and in truth praise god praise god oh father we thank you we honor and we praise you dismiss us lord with a victorious heart send us on our way as more than conquerors give us this week a spirit of triumphant 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Until next week, be inspired, be blessed, and spread love in spirit and truth. Peace.